0: to this episode of under 30 the podcast series by the youth partnership and this second special episode on solidarity with young people from ukraine since the first episode we've been uh, seeing a lot more initiatives both inside ukraine actually on trying to mobilize to support youth workers to create a space for, first of all, understanding their needs, but also for putting them in touch with each other and even starting to run some training activities for them. All of this you can read in the notes to the episode. We are going to publish an update from our colleagues who are working on democracy program in Ukraine, Youth for Democracy in Ukraine. And today we have three guests, and together with Darek, we are welcoming Raluca Jordakianu from Romania, Demante Ventskute from Lithuania, and Olena Glaskova from Ukraine. And we hope that we will have another interesting conversation and bring more insights into the realities of youth work, both inside Ukraine and in the neighboring countries. So maybe to start with, we invite uh, Olena to tell us how youth work looks like in Ukraine. Or, and actually, what do you do these days in the very harsh reality in Ukraine?
1: Yeah, hello. I would speak like probably from that what we are doing, like here in my city. I'm staying in Kremenchuk, central Ukraine. So uh, usually we say that we are probably the most safest place in Ukraine now because we are pretty far from borders. So I was just checking our Instagram to realize when we start because as everybody, like first days, the youth work look like only like a humanitarian aid, like everywhere and you're just trying to adapt to new reality or to realize this new reality. And... Mm-hmm. I think the first thing what we start to do, we continue to send people for European Solidarity Corps volunteering because we got some proposals from some partners like with whom we work before or from some new partners, and we were like just try to share this opportunity among young people who was like still in Ukraine or who already left Ukraine. We just I got some requests from people who already flew and they were looking for some like like some stable future, let's say. So we proposed them some opportunities of volunteering. And then we met with a young lady. She's IDP uh, in our city and she has kids. And I, I think that this was the moment when we uh, start to organize some activities in our youth center. After two weeks, we just bring back some of our regular activities for people to have a rest from that, what happened around. And we proposed them like two opportunities. It was uh, evening with the table games when we just came, play, or just talk, because usually people came to talk, I I would say, and uh, English speaking clubs, it was another opportunity. So to practice English and uh, just again, to talk about everything what happened around in English or in Ukrainian, in Russian, whatever. Then there are also like some activities, they were not provoked, but the people came and said that I can do something or let's organize something and we just do it. We just like uh, use our space because we, we not host people there because it's it's in a basement. One of the activities we organized, uh, it was like lectures about growing and sex education from one popular blogger in ukraine because like she just stayed in our city so and there was really huge request for this because many parents stay with their kids and they have also to provide some information to spend a lot of time together last friday we start movie club and because it was one of our also like regular opportunities and in, in frame of this uh, movie clubs. We would like to speak about different aspects of human rights because we are watching documentary movies uh, about human rights. So for us, this is opportunity to watch movie, to kind of uh, run away from the reality and plus to talk about some topics which can be like really painful now. And also I would say that in our city, there are like in different places, like youth work has happened. Maybe it's not so much efficient how it can be, but anyway, there are activities for kids and teenagers in shelters in some like new places, which were created. And I know that a lot of IDPs also involved in this youth work. Yeah. This Saturday we will have a workshop about how to deal with the conflicts. Yeah. Because there are much more conflicts because people are tired and don't know what to do with their emotions and how to deal with all this mess around.
2: Thank you, Elena. I think it's good to hear that the youth work is happening. It's probably, as you said, it's very far from what you would probably like to do or what is needed, but it's still there. And then I think it plays an important role and it has a value for young people, as you mentioned. We come back to it because I think that it would be good to discuss also what benefits uh, can young people get from youth work in such a situation. Uh, in Ukraine, but also outside uh, Ukraine. Demainte, you are also working in the youth centre. You're doing open youth work and you're also having or receiving Ukrainian young people, refugees who come to to Lithuania. What's your context, Mm -hmm. what you do and and how you involve young people from Ukraine in your activities?
3: Yeah, so hello. I'm working at the Open Youth Centre. I'm a youth worker and leader of the youth centre in one point. And what our center do, like we have five different types of youth work provided. So it's like an open youth work. Then we have a mobile youth work because in our region, it's a lot of rural areas and there's a lot of villages. And uh, then we're doing a digital youth work and the consultations, psychologists is working. And also the practical skills also are being, how to say... Um, they can come and train their practical or career skills too. Uh, so, what is my context in working with Ukrainian refugees and young people, and not only young people? So, when this all mess started, I opened up a um, humanitarian help center where all the Ukrainians who come to our district can come and can take, like, uh, stuff they need. And then when they come to our humanitarian help center, we help them and we lead them to our youth center, if it's young people, and they can have actually a lot of activities. But I think at the beginning, it was most importantly to just let them relax, let them have their safe space, let them have just... uh, casual things to do like we are making food together we're like bonding we're getting to know each other and now we're basically watching movies having other activities outside and like uh, indoors they can just come and be but it's a really safe space just like I think as youth workers in our center the main aim is to create safe space and they can like forget a little bit about everything else and just focus at some even practical skills so we were making for example last friday we were all together making the furniture for the outside because we have a park so they can just chill there. So it was really like practical and doing something. And at the same hand, uh, we see that Ukrainian youngsters who came here and who live here really want to volunteer too. So they also now volunteering in our humanitarian help center by helping others to include themselves, to find help, to giving information because they are living here for a little bit longer now. And I think other things that we do, we're finding... um, partners who can support us. For example, I think the last support was we got a big package of PS5 consoles just for games and we are bringing them to those rural areas so where the youngsters don't have the possibility easily to come to our center so they can have some kind of free time. By themselves and also our mobile workers now going to the locations where we know that um, there is Ukrainian young people living there and just like playing games outside with them, talking with them, communicating and like doing whatever they want to
0: do. Thank you, Demante. And maybe we invite also uh, Raluka, who comes from the Federation of Youth NGOs in uh, Yash to hear how you have been involved with supporting refugees from Ukraine. I recently passed through Yash and definitely I have seen lots of people from Ukraine and families, especially in the center. So maybe you can share a bit more, but it's quite interesting that already between Olena and Deimante, we hear that people need a space to relax, but also to connect with others. And where mm-hmm. some of them also want to volunteer or to feel useful and also to learn. So I think it's it's a thread that we can look uh, and see, observe throughout. Yes
4: indeed Tanya. thank you. I will speak not only for me, but also for my colleagues uh, around the country, because we keep very close with other youth workers in the network, they're doing an amazing job and I think it's important for their work to be also recognized and spoken about, not only what we as fontists are doing. So at local level, at first, we activated on various levels, such as organizing, coordinating the customs, because we were the first before the authorities activated. Therefore, we rapidly organized ourselves and others and created the logical and efficient circuits so that people coming in have a decent experience from the first moment. So in many cities, youth NGOs were the ones that uh, brought together the organizations involved in the crisis and authorities in order to coordinate ourselves and support each other given that both sides have access to different resources that complete each other and in this way we can respond in a more efficient way to the needs of the refugees. So, others, for example, are managing a warehouse where they send donations to various cities in Ukraine based on the needs coming from there. And I also want to send a huge thanks to Bessarabian students in Romania because they helped with translation services because they speak Russian and Ukrainian. And we have Hundred of volunteers with no exaggeration around the country. They translated for authorities, NGOs in every place possible for hours, many days in a row, uh, 24 hours, seven. So this is what happened until now. And because now things have settled a bit, and like Dani Monte and also uh, Olena said, people indeed need spaces where to settle a bit to see what they want to do next how they will continue their life for those who want to stay for medium and long term, because a lot of them can't go back, although the majority are still in transit to other cities or other countries. Okay, so right now, the youth workers are involved in uh, refugee community centers or hosting centers, together with coalitions of NGOs from their city. So uh, mainly... Even if it's a community center that doesn't host refugees or it's a hosting center, both types of centers use or offer additional services such as uh, Romanian courses, counseling and guidance from social workers and medical assistants and so on. So right now, youth workers in this center want to focus on vocational, maybe some workshops, uh, collecting needs of the young refugees in the cities. But like what we have encountered until now, is that young people especially want just safe spaces where they can just relax and and feel safe. So we don't want to push uh, too hard on making activities with them or uh, organizing trainings if they don't want to do this. For example, I will quote what one young people said from one center. He said that this is uh, the Community Youth Center for Refugees in Bayamare, and he says, It is so good to be here that I finally uh, feel hurt for the first time uh, since the beginning of the crisis. So uh, it makes me goosebumps because I as a youth worker and young woman can't even imagine what they've been through. So we're taking things slowly to see exactly what their needs are. And based on those needs, to slowly approach them and create activities, inform them, and of course, taking into consideration the cultural side for them to be safe, heard, and and so on.
2: Thanks a lot, uh, Raluca. Okay. We have a little bit of overview from Ukraine, from the neighboring countries as well. What's happening with young people who are leaving Ukraine and are finding their place and uh, either in Lithuania or in Romania. You mentioned several times that it's a difficult situation. It's a new situation. Things are changing and they are probably rapidly changing and you have to be very responsive. But on the other hand, it's also good to, to, to have some time to actually either to listen to what young people need and then on the basis of this to actually provide different youth work activities or different youth work services. I was wondering, I mean, nobody is prepared for such a situation. Nobody. Probably, Olena, your situation is very much different from the situation of people who are living outside, but still being involved in supporting refugees. When you think about yourself as a youth worker and experience that you got before the war started and also all the education that you get, what you consider particularly important or useful for you as skills, as competences that you are using now. And also on the other hand, what you feel you're missing now? Because maybe it opens up the uh, kind of reflection of, of what is needed uh, for me as a youth worker.
1: Thank you for this question. <laughs> it is pretty complicated. So I I was looking like to the competences and I like wrote a lot. <laughs> honestly i would say that anyway the experience of 2014 and 2015 when war started on eastern ukraine this experience i would say was used I, I don't know how experience of being in a war can be useful but anyway you understand that you are living in in the stress situation all the time this thing is preparing you that you don't know. And from one side, as a youth worker, you are ready to improvise and you're ready to ambiguity or to to link in uncertain uh, condition. But anyway, this not having opportunity to plan like your future more than like for a few days. Of course, we make planning. I have planned projects that till the end of the summer. But it doesn't mean that it will not change, like, really rapidly. I also, I was, like, looking in portfolio and looking for the competences, which were, like, really useful, probably, like, in this situation. And I I wrote a lot, like, learning by doing, because, like, a lot of things we were learning by doing it for the first time. I can continue a lot because I have, like, least and a half, almost two pages, <laughs> And like with the green one the most and uh, there are a lot.
2: (laughs) I think maybe not all of them, but maybe the kind of key you think, the key competences you think are the the, the ones that you, as you said, you marked in green.
1: Dealing with unexpected situations. Uh, The war was unexpected situation. Or when humanitarian aid like coming to you in the morning, this is unexpected situation. Or when some young person came to you and started to share like their experience with war uh, and you are not sure how to react. Yeah, this tolerance to ambiguity and maybe responsible risk-taking, but also the competences of cooperation and communication because like everything probably was like built on the cooperation, communication, like solidarity and this empathy to just to everybody Leadership. I put one of the last one, but I think that everybody was ready to to take this like leadership, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. youth workers, young people, just everybody.
0: I was uh, wondering actually that it's true that the portfolio has a long list of competences, and you've already highlighted that this ambiguity that I think all the the people are dealing with the situation in and outside Ukraine have to deal with. But what struck me in the first round of everyone contributing was that it's important to stop and listen because it's maybe the first attempt of action is to do something and uh, stopping and listening to young people. It's something that came through from the three of you. I wanted to ask what... Two young people in Kremenchuk, for example, what would they appreciate as a message from young people outside? because, for example, Demante and Raluka, they're in contact directly with also with young people from not just Ukrainian refugees but local. What would be the message there, or what would they like to hear from young people outside?
1: Honestly, it's hard to say I think they would like to hear that we are okay and that we, we support you like from here also and that we will came back probably like now many people are thinking about if these people like came back to Ukraine to rebuild Ukraine together.
0: Maybe uh, Deimante, Raluca, do you want to add to the competence part? What were the particular youth work aspects or competencies that you felt were more required this time?
3: I would maybe add uh, that there's cooperation and communication Skill was really because I think not only the youth center and the youth workers, but I think Lithuania NGOs and youth organizations and youth workers were were the first to provide some kind of help and to act and not only act, but also to listen. And they were like that bond who connected all of the other help. So it was a really strong act, I will say. Then uh, organizing and managing resources, because at the beginning as a youth center, we needed to work like with our youngsters. We know them, we have our resources, but we quickly needed to add a lot of volunteers. So for example, now, before the previous year, we had like 20 per year volunteers at the youth center. Now we have 300 volunteers. So it was like a big change, uh, but it's a good change. Uh, And uh, that means that we can manage our human resources and every other resources we need. And then um, actually intercultural competence, I would say, because for example, in our youth center and in our region, there is not a lot of um, Lithuanian young people and even our workers who can talk in Ukrainian or Russian. We only prefer English. At the beginning it was really hard for us to communicate, but then we found new ways of communicating like even those translators and little notes and every other stuff and we see like uh, we as the workers and even our youngsters are like growing and learning that you don't need to know the language to communicate with each other like there's a lot of different ways to communicate so I would add that up that for us it was also really good competences and interesting ones in that terrible situation
4: and and I would also add to what Deimante and Olena said that for us for example it is very important to uh, discover or to observe some specific needs of the young Ukrainians, for example, if they need psychotherapy. So youth workers should also have uh, competences in this area, not to do psychotherapy, but to observe if young uh, Ukrainians need to be put in contact with a psychotherapist or to offer different type of services, depending on their situation, and also counseling because some of them will need to be enrolled in schools or uh, universities and also talked with them about employment because some of the young people that come here already want to get involved in the community and uh, want to support uh, themselves. So our mindset is that in six months from now, if the people that are coming to the center still depend on us on basic needs or so on we didn't do our job well so speaking of competencies yes very important to have intercultural uh, competence because for example in bayamare and also in other centers we are working with both romanian and ukrainian young people we are bringing them together in order to ease this gap and try to approach also this possible intercultural or interethnic conflict that may appear um, in the in the future so we need to develop activities that consider each culture and create a safe space for uh, everyone involved in the center to to feel comfortable and enjoy what youth workers do with with everyone
2: we wanted to talk a little bit about the the benefits as well, but I don't think it's important to talk about now because we already talked about it to a certain extent. You mentioned in what ways young people can benefit from youth work, whether they are in Ukraine and they are internally displaced or whether they are in other countries and, and taking advantage or using the, the different services, including youth work services. But I guess there are also needs. And I think that this is what we also try to talk about because we are listened to by many people who may also be able to somehow, I don't know, I'm not sure it respond, but maybe to listen to these needs and maybe pass on the needs, both of the youth workers in Ukraine, but also youth workers outside Ukraine who are working with young refugees from Ukraine. So if we can finish this up with uh, a little bit talking about what are your needs when it comes to youth work? Uh, in your place, in your reality, in your context, that would actually make your youth work the way you want it to be, or make it easier as well.
3: I think our needs, who can make our work easier, was interventions or like support groups for everyone who's working at the youth field. We even. Did a things that like from the whole country, so from different regions, youth workers can meet up even like in the digital place or in real life and just have a little case analysis where they can just uh, talk about not only about the youngsters, but also about themselves. So... I think it's really important to create that support system also for the youth workers, so they can have their own safe space. So yeah, I think that support, emotional support, also also it's really important for youngsters and for the youth workers. I think in Lithuania we're still lacking good qualified uh, specialists who can work with uh, young people, not only like grown-ups and could understand their problems, who can also provide help in a youth Ukrainian or Russian languages, it was a really big challenge for us. So I think more trainings in that, uh, as uh, even I think Raluca said, that it's really important for youth workers to recognize who needs uh, what kind of help. And uh, especially on the international course, when you don't know the language, it was a challenge and we need uh, support for it. But in other cases, I think the youth workers are like... uh, a little bit of like supermen <laughs> or superheroes who can cover a lot of fields and still be smiling and still be going like out with youngsters and uh, including themselves in all of the activities. But yeah, we need uh, emotional support,
0: I think is the biggest part of it. Well, I was thinking earlier, Olena mentioned that you need to start to look into conflict management and uh, giving people some competencies to manage, to navigate through conflicts. And uh, it reminded me that we are in the partnership going to launch the update of Ticket Conflict Transformation uh, because it's a while ago that we did it and we are translating the Step by Step Together, the handbook on youth work with young migrants and refugees into Ukrainian. So hopefully that will be a resource. Maybe I hand over to Raluka to share and then Olena on the needs of superhero youth workers.
4: Very well said by Deimante and reinforced by Tanya. Indeed, youth workers are like little superheroes, not necessarily little, because they have a lot of competencies and they need to develop in a very fast-paced competencies in order to respond efficiently to everyone needs. So in terms of support, things are pretty much clear for us. We need resources in order to have more youth workers that respond to the situation, to also have experts, because if at the beginning, the majority, more than 95% of people offered to do everything voluntarily, you can't keep this space uh, f- forever. So, uh, yes, we need resources um, to cover these needs of the experts. Uh, we also need need spaces and access to spaces in order to do activities and events with uh, Ukrainian young people. And not only with them, but we also we want to empower them for them to do it. Because everything we do is about empowerment. We need to empower them to feel like they would be at home and doing whatever they would like to do. And we should support them. Another thing would be support from the authorities in terms of openness and recognition because uh, youth workers also help adults and uh, young people in terms of legal assistance, uh, speaking with authorities and mediating this relationship. So it would also help for authorities to recognize their work and be open and supportive in their activity. And also, last but not least, of course, training in humanitarian aid is extremely important because like Daria said uh, at the beginning, no one is prepared to do this type of support. You learn by doing, but we don't have to reinvent the wheel because we have partners from international community, from international NGOs that have been through this type of work and can support us and give us knowledge and share from their experience in order for us to understand how to better respond to the refugees' needs and develop this type of peer-to-peer or body, body systems in order to, for them to have a very close connection and feel that someone is holding their back
1: constantly.
2: Thank you, Raluca. Olena, what are the needs there
1: in Ukraine? would it be fun if I would say just like, we need to stop the war? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first need. Yeah. Yeah, like huge pluses to that what the girls said before. And yeah, like psychological support would be great. Financial support also would be great because a lot of people like lost their jobs. And of course we can work on volunteering, but work on volunteering is like two months. Uh, you anyway uh, need to... To buy food sometimes and maybe to pay something else, maybe for a flat. About humanitarian aid, honestly, I'm not sure that uh, youth workers have to do it. I think that this is work of some other organizations and I would say that need of Ukrainian youth workers that somebody else would did this like humanitarian provide this humanitarian aid and they will continue to work with youth. And if there are, like, some humanitarian needs, so just to send them, like... To, to, to direct business. them to the yes. right organizations yes. Yes. or services. Exactly, exactly. And the work of the youth workers is provide youth work with the young people. Yeah, probably also, I'm not sure that this is about whole group of youth workers in Ukraine, but, like, from time to time, we also have talks about how to talk with Russia, like now or later. And I would say that Ukrainian youth workers need support from international community, maybe not now, maybe later, but continue this conversation with Russia because like it's can be only in our dreams that this is the the field like nearby, but we know that the state will stay and somehow there will be a need to talk with them. And how to provide, I don't know, human rights education, like provide some training in critical thinking, in combating hate speech or combating manipulations. So there are like plenty of work there. And I'm not sure that Ukrainian youth workers will be ready soon to cooperate with them. So this support from international community can be really needed.
2: I very much uh, second what you said, Olena. That uh, youth work is probably not for everything, and it should not do everything. We keep on repeating that, but then whenever something happens, youth work is the first to re- to respond. So I would not say it's not created to provide humanitarian aid. It's not, but it was. It's probably very well placed to to sense the needs that uh, suddenly emerge within the community, and then it's able to respond. But then later on, it should be taken up by other services, state services, for example, who are kind of cooperating and providing the support. I think that's it for today, because we have already a lot of material. Thank you very much for being here with us and sharing your experience. I think it's very important to... To, to listen to what's happening from people who are involved directly in working with young people, whether in Ukraine, or outside and working with young refugees, and also listening to what are the needs and how the situation is actually evolving, because it was very different when the war started. And when we did also the last episode on Ukraine, the things are changing as well, because the situation is also very dynamic. And yes, uh, I think, Olena, your first need the war to stop. Uh, I think this is the need for every, of everybody and uh, I share it here very much as well. Thanks a lot.